what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. This podcast is sponsored by Jackson Creative, a custom communication agency located in downtown Hickory, North Carolina, specializing in online content creation. To learn more, visit thejacksoncreative.com. Jackson Creative, we tell your story. Welcome to the Street Circle Drive podcast here on The Mesh. Well, I am your host, Andrew Moose. Street Circle Drive is your hickory-centric podcast for people who love hickory. First, I would like to thank you guys for listening to the podcast. We couldn't do it without you, and we do sincerely appreciate it. Um, so once you have finished this podcast, head over to TheMesh.tv and subscribe to all of our shows on our network, and you'll have them sit directly to your devices. Today, we have our second of two crossover episodes with uh, the host from Foot Candle Films podcast, Alan Jackson and Chris Fry. What's happening, guys? Hey, hello. Hello. Uh, our episode is slightly different today. Uh, our, the Street Circle for, Drive format usually goes something like this. We welcome everybody. We have a guest. We talk about some events. Then we do a restaurant review. Today we're doing it all at the same time. Uh, as you might be able to hear through the microphones. <laughs> no worries. Okay, so most of you have probably caught wind of this social media war between the fried chicken franchises, Correct. It is uh, something to behold. Uh, I believe Popeyes uh, went after Chick Fil A, and we had and something to the, to the tune of they need people need to eat on Sundays too, or uh, something right. to the effect. Yeah. Okay. So because Chick Fil A, obviously, as everybody knows, is closed on Sundays. Is closed on Sundays, right? Um, so we took it upon ourselves today to go to four fast food fried chicken establishments. And we're going to get to the bottom of it. Which one is better? So, so we broadened the search out. It's not just Popeye search. and Chick-fil-A anymore. We wanted so. to give every – we're equal to opportunity provider here. Right. Um, <laughs> we went and got fried chicken sandwiches from Popeye's, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy's, mm. Bojangles, and what was the fourth one? Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Okay. So with those four – we have come to the conclusion that they're all bad for us. <laughs> yeah. And that we are not exactly sure why Popeye's decided that they were going to go after Chick-fil-A on social media. I think Alan might have some sort of well, hypothesis on the situation. Well, it's not a hypothesis on why you go after your competitor. That's, that's pretty, you know, right, right. that's what everybody does. My thing is this whole... You got to wonder. Okay, so the little background, you know, Popeyes puts up a, a social media post going after Bojangles. Supposedly, it creates a frenzy where all of a sudden now people go flocking to Popeyes to like get their fried chicken sandwich because they think it's new and it's this competitor to Chick Fil A. And the whole idea is that they run out. Like they, it becomes this mass. People are lining up outside of Popeyes. I mean, it is pretty easy to say in a. Marketing standpoint that if you want to manufacture some hype around a product, you get some photographs of people lining up around the building. You talk about how supplies are running short. Better go hurry up and get one while they're still out there. Uh And then you run out, which I'm sure they did, but you make sure people know, yeah, we sold out. I mean, you're going to have to come back next week to see if uh, we have them or not. (laughs) Choose your own chicken adventure there. That is how you you market. And uh, 
Oh, yeah, Popeye's just kind of hit hit the right moment. They hit the right buttons. They got some frenzy around it. And uh, but to think that they didn't like know that they were going to try to do this, I, I I don't I don't buy that. Right. So see, they're, I don't. I they're don't causing know. their own mass hysteria. I see. I, I I think I think what obviously was planned was for them to put up social media posts and to try to drive business. But I don't think in their wildest dreams they ever imagined they would actually sell out of a chicken sandwich. No. No, I mean, I did, in the history of fast food, do you hear about oh, when do you gold. do you hear about Wendy's selling out of Frosties or something? Well, no, it doesn't. Or McDonald's running out of toys for Happy Meals, but not out of Happy Meals. Like that's insane. I don't demand. buy for a second that there's not a marketing team at Popeyes that's been planning for months <laughs> that Ooh. they're going to do this. And we're going to go mass hysteria on the chicken sandwich. <laughs> okay, the chicken sandwiches are is our thing. We're going to go after Chick-fil-A because Chick-fil-A's been getting all this press the last year or so about being the, the fastest growing and one of the biggest fast food places in the nation. Oh, yeah. Popeye's knew what they were doing. Now, did they know it was going to sell out? They hoped it was going to sell out. And maybe they were surprised that it actually did. Or did it? I don't know. I'm just saying I, this is, you know, everybody does this. Well, everybody we got it from the we got it from the horse's mouth. If you call the horse's mouth the drive-through lady at Popeyes, <laughs> is that is that close enough? She she has the I mean, beeline to the board of directors of Popeyes. <laughs> she's not like CEO. Or she's not vice president of marketing or anything. Um, Chris, could you pull up what she actually said to us about what caused the Popeyes chicken sandwich frenzy? Uh, so while Chris is doing that, I mean, initial reaction to all of this food is one. We timed it pretty good. I thought we were going to get all here. It's going to be cold, but you know we did we did okay with the timing. Um, I'm still pretty convinced that you know Wendy's should just stay in their lane and not do chicken sandwiches. I mean, um, to me, the taste test of the Wendy's chicken sandwich it was what I remember going through the cafeteria line at my middle school right. on Chicken Sandwich Day. Right. That's what this was. Well, it's it was, just, it was pretty just, terrible. Just yeah. So with these four, okay, I want to defend Wendy's a bit. <laughs> they they're not a multinational corporation I, I, that has a huge budget. I don't please. think I, I I was in charge of get, picking up the Wendy's. Okay, right. so I'm just going to go ahead and cop out to that. I I think I went for the budget chicken sandwich. I did not get their high end premium because I honestly <laughs> thought we were going for the base level chicken sandwich. And okay, well, that is Wendy's basis level chicken right. sandwich. Right. It, to call it a fried chicken sandwich is a real stretch of right. uh, terminology. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's a breaded chicken sandwich, but that's about all you can say right. for it. So for sure. listen, Wendy's, I, I know you got better chicken sandwiches, so I'm sorry. I <laughs> yeah. think you're poorly represented in this kind. Al, Alan's bad on that one, Wendy's. Um, so my bad. Chris, can you pull up what the Popeyes lady said yeah. to? So there may be a little bit of. Uh, Head end on this clip, so Moose, you can talk over it as we get to the point where you actually got to ask her. Right. So, so we're at the, we're, Chris and I go to the, the drive-through line. We're waiting. We wait a while for this chicken, by the way, and uh, we finally get to the window. And this lady, hey, so I'm probably like the hundredth person to ask you, right? About about the chicken sandwiches. Oh, it's okay. Um, so it was just how, it, like influx of people. Is that what it was? Um, just getting up? No, we. Months and then it kind of just blew up on social media. Oh yeah. And then the vendors themselves ended up running out of product. Oh, okay. So we had to let the vendors build up some so we could actually get the product in the store to, oh, be able to sell it. Gotcha. Okay, so that's that's malarkey, right? See, I don't. I, I I think you know the hype and stuff. I I honestly don't think they 
ever dreamed that they were going to run out. I, I, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Just I mean, I know, I know what you're saying. The fact that they did, that creates PR, and that's even better for them. They were hoping they did, and they did, and they were happy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, the they did it right. They're yeah. patting themselves on the bat right now. Because Popeye, I haven't heard Popeye's restaurant mentioned oh, neither in have I. any conversation or online in a couple of years. Right. So now that's what everybody's talking well, about. Well, and I wasn't even Mission aware. accomplished. I wasn't really aware that they were still around. Mm-hmm. I thought, kind of thought they'd gone away. Um, so, yeah, it's, I mean, we only have one in this immediate area because True. when Moose had warned me that they might be sold out, A, I was in disbelief. I was like, really? And he said, yeah, you better check online. Sure enough, we, they said they were. We went by, went ahead and got some chicken tenders, which we understand is not a good match for the sandwich you know, competition we're doing, but at least we could at least try their chicken. Um, and the lady did say, because we asked Later, we said, well, do you have any idea of when you will be restocked? And she said, tomorrow, which doesn't help us out today for the podcast. Right. Today's not tomorrow. No. <laughs> but yeah. I will say, too, on Popeye's behalf, their dipping sauces, they had quite the menu of different dipping sauces. We went with the Mardi Gras mustard sauce, which I think is quite tasty. So, you know, Chick-fil-A, you just yeah. have like the Polynesian sauce or whatever, and that's kind of it. I mean, you think you do have maybe one or two others. But, they have other choices. But uh, Popeye's had like, I don't know, it seemed to be like 15 different choices. Oh. So much so that Moose actually had to take a moment and kind of scan and, you know, weigh the yeah. options. So, so that, was, that was my first time eating at Popeye's ever. Okay. Um, I had a, you know, one of those chicken I can imagine what a Popeye's chicken sandwich is. I mean, unless it's like some crazy pretzel bun sent by God to us or something. I can imagine what a Popeye's chicken sandwich is going to be. And, you know, it, okay, the tenders were just okay. I thought it was ever breaded, to be honest, but, you know, that's just me. Right. Yeah, so I've, I've tasted all four. I mean, are we going into our, yeah, our sure. opinions I mean, now? Yeah, is that okay? The world's our oyster. I, I, yeah. Is the format of the show normally you stuff your, your, no, your, your so guest faces? No, this is our first or? time eating on the, on on the podcast. <laughs> Do you normally have, like, so much fried breaded food on the table <laughs> at the same time? That's usually not it at all. You know, this is actually our first time going to chain restaurants. This is our first time eating in in studio because you guys so normally are, you guys are normally eating like hickory established right hickory like established rest, hickory established restaurants no chains and we just kind of went against the grain uh, so you're just wanting us to ride this social media yeah of course train. of course yeah, so, okay. you know just we're, I, we're I looking for that fire content Alan, no, I just trying to understand <laughs> right okay good so um, yeah so chicken wise I mean they're all. They're all unique and interesting in their right. own in They're their own ways. All not really that great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, ultimately, I mean, let's be honest. ultimately, if it's you have a choice, general. ultimately if you have a choice, fast food, uh, yeah. you go somewhere a little better. Yeah. But if you got to go fast food, if you're on the go, you need you know you got a few minutes. You got five bucks in your pocket. You need something. Sure. Um, as far as chicken quality goes, I, I kind of agree. I think Popeyes is a little overbreaded, right, and a little too crispy almost. Sure. It's just not as comfortable to eat. Um, Wendy's okay. Wendy's is is it is own class. Um, sorry, Wendy's, but you did not fare well in this. They competition. do have the best social media accounts, though. No, they, no, they, they, they are. They, they do have the most. Smart. And I think their burgers are are good. Yeah, and salads. I like their salads a lot. Um, but between uh, Bojangles, Popeyes, and Chick Fil A, which is really where I feel the competition is. Sure, sure. Um, Bojangles is is good. It also suffers maybe a little bit from the over over breadedness, over crispiness. 
I gotta say, Chick Fil A's got the they got the recipe right down pat. Right. I mean, it's just the right balance of breaded, crispy. The flavor's unique enough that you know it when you taste it. Right. I honestly can't really tell the difference between Popeyes and Bojangles. Okay, okay, uh, just chicken wise, I really can't tell much of a difference. I think I'm probably Chick Fil A. I can totally. Tell I think the I'm probably there with you. Unfortunately, we can't taste the sandwich difference because we only have tenders. Well, from I'm Popeyes. just focusing on the chicken. But you if know. you put Popeyes chicken. And dumped a bunch of that sauce on there. It would probably, <laughs> it would probably go over the top of Bojangles. For yeah, you because but Bojangles is good. Yeah, I think there's no argument. Like you were saying, Wendy's is kind of bottom, but that's not really that's not really their thing. So, so if if we're just like I said, intrinsic face value, what what looks the best to uh, pleasing to the eye on the on the sandwich side of things. Um, I'm gonna. It, it's close between Chick Fil A and Bojangles. I think just on aesthetic because the bun. I'll yeah, give it to, I'll give it to Bojangles. Yeah, for the sure. The bun on Bojangles actually looks pretty good. Right. So. Aesthetics. Yeah, I would say Bojangles. Right. And you know, Bojangles is uh, has got a. It always high on my list because you know it's. I've, I've eaten it my whole life. I love it. It's North Carolina based. You know, if we're if we're going for that sort of thing, that's um, you know. They're, they're high on the total pole on that. Uh, I think Bojangles fries are they got it going on, man. They're I, like I would agree. Really good. Good. Fries now. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm just <laughs> I'm just staring at them right now. But yeah, they're they're delicious. Um, the the, the Wendy's, overall ambiance Wendy's, of all the places. Wendy's has got pretty good fries. I mean, they're okay. They changed them though. They changed them in the, in the last. I'm just five trying or six to fight for your Wendy's. I'm yeah, really when they started advertising that Himalayan sea salt on them, I'm like, get out of here with that. I just want some taters, man. So, Him- really, that's something they market. Himalayan they, sea um, salt. They marketed Himalayan sea salt on their fries for a minute. I don't know if they still do. Sitting here on the studio table, like they are. Yeah. Uh, but you know, they're okay. If I was going to score this on. You know, a, a normal Andrew Moose Street Circle Drive out of seven scale. I give all of them very low scores on just just taste, <laughs> just overall just food. overall <laughs> taste. I, you know, I love a chicken sandwich because it's a great great food on the go and this that other thing. If I'm going to announce a winner, I just I, I I'd be afraid to. You're doing up the draw, three way draw. Yeah, I mean, I I'll be afraid to to eat you know, the Bojang- Bojangles fries are like far and away my favorite. Thing on this table, um, but Fair enough. I just can't, I can't separate Chick Fil A's politics and their taste. I mean, it's just uh, just how it is. I just I just can't. Um, but oh, so we're bring, we can bring politics. Oh, into of the course show we can. Tonight. I mean, it's the overall thing. Like, who are you going to go favorite. spend your money with? Mm-hmm. Um, Bojangles has got that thing. It's like they're like a the 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 stepchild in this in this fried chicken scenario that we've got going on here. But I think they. An overall, like customer service and things like that, I think Chick Fil A and Bojangles might be on the same spectrum of uh, customer service. But man, Chick Fil A, they got their drive-through figured out. The drive-through got, and Chick Fil A is a work I mean, of art. If there's a thousand people there, you're going to spend five minutes no matter what. Right. We spent how long in the, in the Popeyes drive-through today? A while, and there weren't even that many cars. So yeah, I left the office, got gas, went to Wendy's, went to Chick Fil A, got back here. Before you guys got back from Popeye's. <laughs> right, so that's Popeye's fault. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> All right, so. Um, I'm going to weigh in on the fry debate. Yeah. I think Wendy's fries are pretty terrible. These are the ones that are sitting in front of me. <laughs> um, Bojangles, kind of a new experience for me, because usually I just do breakfast if I eat yeah. there. Um, their fries are amazing. Yeah. I think 
they win the fries today. Uh, we didn't get any fries from Popeye's, so I can't judge that. But the fries from Bojangles, I think, are definitely the best one. And Chick-fil-A, yeah, it's the waffle fry. They're good. But, um, yeah, Bojangles fries definitely win. Yeah. If you had to give it like a – if you had to give overall fast food fried chicken a score, I mean, I mean, it's, you know, we're – we're probably going. I mean, what, what sandwich did you so like you the best, say, Chris? You say out of seven. Yeah, out of, well, you can out of, out of ten, however you want to. What do you think was the best chicken sandwich on the table today? Probably, I'd go with. Um, tough, isn't it? It's tough. It is tough. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. It, probably the Bojangles sandwich. Um, yeah. Just because the Chick Fil A sandwich, while good, there's a little bit. There's like lettuce on the Bojangles sandwich. On the Chick Fil A sandwich, it's your typical. You know, it's the chicken, the bread. The buttered bun and the two pickles, and that's it. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there's just a little bit. It, make, it gives you the illusion it's a little healthier, which I know is an illusion. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. <laughs> so for that reason, I'd now, probably give now it a Chick Fil A has chicken sandwiches with lettuce, tomato, and all that. It does. You're right. You just so, have to ask you know, for I just, it. I, just, I just got the plain one. Sure. Again, I don't feel like maybe this is a quite level playing field across all four vendors right now. So, so you're saying as a scientific study we would fail? Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't think the, uh, the the population sample we've drawn <laughs> accurately represents the fast food population right. right now. Um, but, all right, yeah, and I'm not judging anything based on location of company or politics of company or anything else because, again, I, I try not to do that. I mean, tying in films. Sure. I try not to tie films to their filmmakers, right? Their own personal belief system or their past experiences, whatever. I want to look at the film as a film and not with the filmmaker. Okay. So I'm trying to do the chicken sandwich the same <laughs> way. <laughs> I, I think Chick Fil A does have the best chicken sandwich, hmm. and I do think Bojangles is the best fries. Yeah, okay. that's my vote. Yep, that, that's 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 pretty good reviews, guys. Um, you know. I just still can't get over how a chicken sandwich place cannot have chicken sandwiches available to them. I mean, I know it's probably a marketing scheme, but like you, sh- you got to be pump- you got to be ready for that. You got to be ready for the inflow. It's just, it's, I, mean, I, just, I, will, I will agree with that. I think it is a marketing scheme. Sure, definitely. The fact that they run out, I think they. I would like I think to think that they were actually surprised about yeah. it. Alan says he thinks it was kind of rigged. Do you think so? I think they were surprised. But they were shooting for that. Okay. Uh-huh. They, that was their goal. They knew this was going to be a blitz. Right. Anybody who thinks this was some grassroots people who just started going to Popeye's yeah. and talking about the sandwich and all of a sudden online blew up and Popeye's is like, oh, my gosh, what's going on? No, they knew. <laughs> they, they started this. So what did you guys do when they told you they didn't have a, a chicken sandwich? Well, me, I mean, you, what did you buy? So that's that's what we ended up just getting right. tenders. Yeah. Because it was like, well, huh. you know. Funny how that happened. <laughs> funny how that happened. They get to pitch. Their actual core food that they yeah. want people to have. Oh, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, okay. And, and your figure, you, you mean guys are going to actually do a podcast about it yeah. too? Well, you're already in our drive-in line and you've already ordered something that we don't have. Amazing. Oh, I'm sorry. I guess look at the rest of the menu and see if there's something there that strikes your fancy. And That's right. Yeah. Speaking about looking at the menus and striking your fancy, um, guys, tell us about, a little bit about the, the film festival that's coming up. Wow, you can tell you're a well-paid podcast host because that segue was amazing. (laughs) Thank you. We we need to take lessons from Moose. No, no, you shouldn't. 
Um, so, it's you. I, I got it. <laughs> sure. Great, Chris, could you uh, fill it? Which, fill by the way, Moose, gonna... I noticed that your uh, thirds of the sandwiches are still kind of hanging out on the table. Yeah. So I think well, you... no, I ate, I ate the uh, the Bojangles okay. third. I don't think Alan's eat, ate the mm, Bojangles I third. My, I've had my third. Oh, you have? Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Well, I'll eat s- another third of the Bojangles. <laughs> Our scientific I mean, study. If I'm going to eat cold chicken sandwiches, I'm at least going to eat Bojangles. There you, there you go. So, yeah, we have Some a Wendy's film festival. Stay right there. <laughs> Wow, that's rough. So we do have a film festival coming September 27th through the 29th to the Jindal Auditorium here in Hickory. And it's part of the Jindal Auditorium, for those not familiar with the area, is at the Salt Block in Hickory, which has an art museum, a science center. It's where the symphony practices and performs and stuff. So it's kind of a really cool arts community there. They let us have the auditorium for the weekend. We hold films there for three days, uh, all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. We close it out Sunday night with an awards dinner, and we are privileged enough that filmmakers come from out of town, sometimes from overseas, and they come and talk about their films after we screen them, and then the winners then get up and get to accept an award on uh, Sunday night. So it's it's fun, and it's a lot of different types of films. We have short films. We have feature films, documentaries, narratives, which are fiction films. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. And this is the fifth year that we've fifth been year? doing it. Fifth year. Yep. And um, I, I always like keying on the fact, too, that, you know, the film, we started the Film Society back in 2006? 2008. 2008. So we're at 11 years now. Right. And we started the Film Festival five years ago. Right. You know, we started it, the whole Film Society, because we wanted the people of Hickory, Catawba County, this area, to have experience getting to see films that aren't coming here naturally through the, the movie theater chains. Smaller films, independent films, foreign films, uh, documentaries. So that's what we've been doing for 11 you know, years now is showing those films here locally. The film festival really is more of a community gathering. It's a place of just having a great weekend festival experience with visiting filmmakers and kind of compress everything we do out throughout the year into a singular weekend for people to come and enjoy. Um, so that's that's what we do. But the, then the other aspect of why we kind of started this whole thing is we want to ultimately help support the film community. So we have a real direct way we do that now is that we take all of the ticket proceeds from the festival weekend, funnel that into our filmmaker grant program. So every year we are awarding grant money to up-and-coming film projects that are being produced primarily in the state of North Carolina. Last year was the first year we gave out grants uh, from our ticket proceeds the previous year. And so we gave out $10,000 of filmmaker grant, which, you know, in the film community, that can go a long way. Sure. You can do some good things with that kind of money. So we helped fund uh, two projects that were, uh, that were under develop- in development and needing some, some additional funding to kind of help finish them out and get them out. One of them has been traveling the film festival circuit for nice. the past year and doing great. Which film is that? A film called Santiago. And uh, tells a story of a Guatemalan woman who uh, has lived in the United States for like 20 plus years, but she has had to seek asylum at a church in Greensboro because for fear of being deported. Mm. She's been here a huge portion of her life. She's got children and grandchildren here, and the church in Greensboro wanted to help her. Uh, have asylum, so she's been living at this church for years now. Right. So the doc- it was a short documentary about that, but just knowing that. You know, not only are we showing films, which I think is great to the community, but we're helping in some small way build the film community here in the state. And uh, so we'll be giving out some more grant recipients this year 
And then all the money from this year's festival will go into next year's grant program and just keep that cycle going. Nice. Mm -hmm. Great fluid system you got there. Um, So how many folks usually come to the festival? It grows. Uh, it grows just another it, Bojangle fry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it grows every year. Um, the opening night is always our most popular event, and that's mm-hmm. because the way we have that structured is we have an opening selection of films, short films. Then we have a nice reception that's held in the art museum lobby, and then we have people come back if they're daring enough to to see some late night shorts. And so that's usually a well attended. We get a lot of independent filmmakers coming to that because. Their short films are like they're hoping that's a launching pad to do features. So a lot right. more of them are willing to, you know, can make it in their schedule to attend the festival. And that's usually we have 300 or so people come to that. 250, 300, yeah, somewhere nice. there. I mean, it's, it's, it, it fills the auditorium nicely. It's, right. a, it's a good crowd for that. So mm-hmm. overall for the full weekend now, do you have a guesstimate on what the – I mean, I know that we that? normally sell, you know, 12 to 1,400 individual tickets right. throughout the weekend. Now, you know, people buy multiple tickets and come to multiple films. But I'd say on average every film has, you know, at least 70, 80 people, which right. – We've and they're all week. I mean, it's from Friday night or Friday Thursday, morning, Friday, Friday, morning. Friday morning through Sunday afternoon. Correct. Right. Just yeah. nonstop movies. Yeah. So uh, what movies are you guys having uh, at the festival this year that uh, you're maybe really excited about? Uh, maybe one from each of you. So um, I'll say one of the ones that I think is going to do well because it's it was actually shot some here in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And it's a narrative film, which means it's a fiction film. But it was uh, about a pizza place that's kind of fallen on hard times and is struggling to kind of make do because they're an independent pizza place. Right. Uh, the name of the film is Eight Slices, and it was shot at an actual pizza place that's somewhere on the eastern coast near the beach. Um, mm-hmm. We actually were talking to somebody, and they actually knew the place that, uh, that it was based on. But it's a, it's a good film. It's got some funny stuff to it. Um, unique for our film festival in the fact that this is actually kind of a PG rated film. A lot of times at film festivals, independent films, subject matter tends to be kind of heavy. Comedies are kind of hard to come by sometimes. Right. But this is actually something that doesn't have any bad language in it. It's actually kind uh-huh. of a, you know, more or less kind of a family film, but it's fun. Um, and it was shot in North Carolina. So that's something we're fortunate to have it. So eight slices is kind of something different that you wouldn't see kind of at the big multiplex that mm-hmm. we're, we're able to bring. Um, yeah. No, that's a good, that's a good voice. So our, Spotlight. I'm, I'm going to mention two. Can I mention sure, two? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, our Spotlight film is a film that we bring in on Saturday evening at 7 o'clock. And, and it's one that's not in competition for our awards. We didn't even mention really the awards, but we do give awards at the end of the weekend uh, based on judges who watch all the films in competition and choose the best one of each category. But we show one film that's not in competition because it's one we actually go and reach out to the filmmakers and ask them if we can show their film. And it's a film called Ode to Joy. It's a higher-budget film. It's got some bigger stars. It's got a, a, a Martin Freeman, who you may know from the uh, Sherlock BBC series. Okay. He played Watson. Uh, he's also He was in you know, The Avengers. I mean, I think Black Panther. He's been in some other, other big movies. He's a recognizable face. But it's a comedy, drama, romance, romantic comedy that, that he stars in. And it is based on a uh, NPR, This American Life story. So it's based on a true story, somewhat fictionalized version account of the story. But uh, the idea is that it's a fellow named Charlie struggles with a really form, uh, acute form of narcolepsy that basically he falls asleep whenever he experiences high level of joy. Okay. So <laughs> you kind of take that idea right. and you add that to a romantic comedy where sure. he falls in love yeah. and you can imagine – 
it's kind of a, an interesting uh, interesting story to watch. So that's going to be our seven or about seven fifteen. I think we're showing it on Saturday night. Uh, that's the one that you know people aren't going to rate. There's no judging involved. It's truly right. a uh, this is just a great film that Chris and I got to see at the River Run International Film Festival back in April during its world premiere, and just thought it'd be a fun movie to bring, and we think a lot of people would, would get a kick out of it. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said you had a second one. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. So there's another a, a film. I'm going to mention a documentary since we haven't mentioned a documentary yet. Um, one that I think is just you know really a beautiful documentary. It's called Kafaru. It is from Kenya, although the filmmakers are, you know, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, United States connections on the filmmaker side, but it's following these two young Kenyan recruits that are part of a conservative, conservative, conservation, conservationist <laughs> thing. They, it's like a conser- conservationist. Well, they're conservationist, but they are part of they a conservancy. <laughs> Conservancy. Conservancy. Yeah. Conservancy. So why can I not say that word? <laughs> just, there's it's a the glitch Bojangles in the matrix chicken. right there. I guess conservancy. <laughs> it, could, it could be the amount of fried, fried chicken. Well, that too. I am too. feeling a little little bloated at the moment. So, um, But they take care of rhinos. Yep. And this idea is that there's a northern white rhino that they're kind of charged with protecting because it's one of the last ones of its kind. So not only is it a great documentary to see from another country, which is always always interesting to see and you learn a lot. But obviously it's dealing with a kind of a, a critical issue in their their area, which is the uh, extinction or potential extinction of a very necessary animal. So mm-hmm. you're following these two as they're basically having to take efforts to make sure they're protecting and watching this white rhino. So we think that's going to be an interesting documentary. That's on Sunday at noon. So okay. all the films, you know, you can get individual tickets for or you can buy a pass for the whole weekend if you don't want to have to pick and choose. Gotcha. So, and where can they go find that? Bookcandlefilmfestival.com uh, dot com okay. is the website. We sell awesome. sell all the tickets online, and then we also sell them at our you know, our monthly film screenings. And you know, I sometimes are just standing on the street corner offering to sell tickets to people <laughs> if they pull up and want to give exchange right. money, whatever you know, whatever it needs to happen right. to make it happen. And I'll drive out to your place of business and bring sure. tickets, whatever. Just tell me. And as long business. as the, as long as the screenings aren't sold out, we will actually be selling tickets day of at the event. So you know. Don't know what your weekend's going to be like, but you want to show up on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. We'll likely probably have tickets, and we can sell them to you at the door. Awesome. So uh, our listeners can go to kendallfilmfestival.com and check out schedule of movies, uh, ticket sales, all that good stuff. What kind? Are you guys having Popeye's chicken? For the concession, or just only if they have the sandwiches? Or- uh, I don't know if we had planned on fried chicken for the weekend, but after right. today's experience, um, you know, maybe we'll bring it's in some. I don't know. Hard pass. <laughs> Ooh, I'm, guys, I'm already seriously I loaded I not, right now. I don't I, feel good, guys. No, I don't feel good at all. <laughs> this is not my normal. Terrible idea. Uh, not my normal nutrition bar or yeah, salad same, for lunch. This is same. this is a little rough. So. Yeah, we, uh, yeah. This, this podcast home? is going to be real. Can short. we go home yeah, after this? We're going to take. <laughs> I'll take personal days and uh, maybe uh, go find a couch or uh, this was. By the way, this is Michael McNally's idea. Uh, oh, McNally's uh, our, our, co- our co-host. He, he he had to work or something. Oh, something yeah. lame like that. So basically, but, he drops the bomb of he's you like, need to do a fried this, chicken this competition how, this and yoink, I'm out. By That's right. So right. He's like, I want you guys to get diarrhea on Wednesday. Oh, and uh, <laughs> here's here's the idea. 
It's uh, so McNally uh, works uh, for Appalachian State, and he had to be up in Boone today. We send our love out to him, but um, that's about it for. Um, we'll send him the Wendy's sandwich. Yeah, we can box <laughs> yeah, yeah, here up. Here you go. It'll be waiting we, for him. We got this just for you. Yeah, so, for sure. It's all ready to go. So um, again, uh, thanks guys for coming on. We really appreciate it uh, to coming on Street Circle Drive again. The Foot Candle Film Festival uh, is September 27th through the 29th at the Salt Block, and uh, all those films have been announced. You can go all the find all the details at FootCandleFilmFestival.com. Uh, just a couple of different events that are coming to Hickory that I want you guys to be. Uh, well aware of uh, so Hickory downtown is is coming along uh, from what I understand from what I've heard at Hickory downtown meetings and uh, October fest committee meetings is that um, it doesn't look like it now but they say it's going to be done by next Friday Wow like, yeah. like for the first sales series okay you know, event on uh, on yeah that's I think it's like September 6th or something like that um, I don't want to be skeptical about that but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see we're up uh, Nothing but good vibes and good thoughts out to those those guys are working hard to try to uh, get all that stuff done so we can have a brand new uh, green space downtown and to see great music and all that good stuff that comes with the sales series and all the other stuff that happens downtown. Uh, get your Newton. Get your Newton. How do you say, Chris? You're a Newton resident. How do they say that? I guess get your Newton. Get your Newton. I, I don't. I don't know. Right. Yeah. Well, the fine folks at um, the Catawba. What is it? Catawba. I forget. The the winery it's it's I have oh, Carolina so, vines Carolina vines right I don't yeah. know why I didn't have that mind but yeah Carolina vines that's not where they get your new tone is Catawba Farms right oh okay well they they've done yeah. that a couple of different places there's actually like a pavilion now in downtown Newton where they do hold right. some music things yeah but you're talking about yeah yeah it's Catawba Farms okay, it's Catawba, Catawba Farms, Farms okay. yeah it's uh, every Thursday at six thirty uh, I think the Dan Staten band's playing there tonight. It's, Reason I I, don't, I saw it, uh, my buddy Marty White plays for that band. And so if you can go back in time after this thing drops and go check it out, do that. <laughs> uh, but every other Thursday uh, at Catawba Farms in Newton at six thirty, they um, they have folks out there playing music. Uh, Hickory Oktoberfest, October thirteenth or eleventh, twelfth, and thirteenth. Food, music, and kids zones, arts and crafts, all kinds of cool vendors out there. Go check that out. Um, LR Fall Athletics are in full swing. Go to lrbears.com for all those schedules. Um, Hickory is alive and bumping. They've got we've got all the fried chicken spots you can possibly imagine. Uh, I want to thank the uh, Foot Candle Film Society guys for coming, Alan and Chris. Appreciate it a bunch. Well, thanks Make for sure, having us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Alan's got a mouthful of fried chicken, so we're just gonna. Just, oh. I moved on to the fries. Oh, fries now. Okay, but yeah, be be sure to catch their podcast, Foot Candle Films podcast, here on the Mesh TV. And again, thank y'all for listening. Uh, my name is Andrew Moose. And until next time, see you later, Hickory Nuts. You've been listening to The Mesh an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.